Hi, and welcome to the podcast from Knox Presbyterian Church in McDonald's Corners, Ontario. Knox is part of a three-church charge between Elfin, Snow Road, and McDonald's Corners. Each Sunday, there's a 9.30 a.m. service in Elfin or Snow Road, and then again at Knox in McDonald's Corners. If you are able to join us next week, we'd love to see you at one of our services. If not, we hope this reaches you wherever you are. This audio recording is from the 11 a.m. service with Pastor Philip Roblard. For more information, please contact us on our Facebook page. Good morning, everyone, and uh, welcome to our morning service here, the Sunday of Joy. And uh, in a few minutes, uh, Hazel will be um, sharing with us the reading, and I'll be the responder. Um, and uh, if you get a copy of the bulletin, then at the end of it, you'll notice that the uh, one for joy, is the uh, uh, responsive reading for joy is on both, um, uh, is, is on the end of the of your bulletin. And I want to thank Elaine for uh, uh, a wonderful job. Um, I like the verse that she picked, joy to the world. He will be a joy and delight to you. And many will rejoice because of his birth, Luke 1 and 14. And uh, I, always, I always love those, those verses from uh, Matthew and Luke because they kind of give us a picture of uh, what happened. And they include, whether they realize it or not, they include the, um, the verses of the Old Testament from Isaiah. Isaiah, you know, has over 60% of all of the prophecies regarding Jesus. He, he delivers over 60% of them. And uh, I always love reading Isaiah. That's why I took, chose to make the whole month of, uh, of Advent, uh, one that centered around Isaiah. Anyway, this morning, um, we will, uh, I'm going to uh, uh, give opportunity for Barb Crane to share with us, you just have to take off the mute, Barb, um, regarding Leanne Nesbitt and the progress that, that is happening there. Uh, yes, as, as most of you know from Elaine's email, uh, she was back to surgery on Friday um, to close the incision, but they ended up, they had to take two more inches of her bowel. So now she has a colostomy and they're hoping that down the road, they'll be able to reverse it. Um, Glenn was saying she will probably be another four weeks or more in the hospital. So um, a long road yet for Leanne uh, to, for her recovery, but um, I guess they're taking it day by day and and hopefully he's he's just so pleased with Kingston and their doctors and nurses. He said they're just wonderful. So she's in a good place. Good. Thank you very much, Barb, for sharing that with us. Uh, I'm going to ask uh, Hazel um, to uh, lead us in the reading. And it is before you. The announcements are are very short. Actually, we have only um, the fact that uh, the uh, tree is going to be, uh, the, the memory tree is still uh, open for donations to and for 
in memory of uh, loved ones from the church or loved ones that you may know that you want to remember this year. And uh, so please send them in either to um, T. Duncan, uh, Tom Duncan at uh, T. Duncan at storm.ca to uh, Melanie in, 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 in care of memory, in care, care of Melanie, and then or uh, to Delil at storm.ca. And of course, that will be to Elaine. Um, anyway, it's the last week to get those names in and those gifts in. This year, the Christmas baskets, you can give cash uh, or checks to the church and it will be sent to the uh, turkey dinner basket. Uh, no donations of, uh, of food or any gifts. Um, and so there it is. If you got your bullet, if you didn't, it's, uh, it's .nichec.on.ca. Uh, and specifically Lanark Christmas baskets. <clears throat> well, that's all the announcements we have. So, Asel, I'm going to ask you to lead us in the um, in the uh, uh, with the candle of joy. Thank you, Philip. May I add to the announcements uh, for the memory tree? There's also a sign-up sheet at the Hill General Store where people can give their donations there as well. Um, now we'll go on to the, um, in this season of Advent, we celebrate God's joy, knowing that Christ is coming to bring healing and wholeness to the world is a source of delight. When we gather for worship, it is a celebration, an opportunity to rejoice in all God is doing among us and beyond us. We welcome our neighbors and celebrate God's goodness. Even when we face difficulty and trouble, we sing a song of faith, confident that Jesus is able to redeem our suffering world. Together, we are a sign of God's joy for the world. I'm not sure that you'll be able to see it. Oh, there we go. Candle of joy is lit, is lit. Let us pray the prayer together. God of transformation, we rejoice that you lift up the lowly, bind up the brokenhearted. We marvel at your powers to change hearts and lives. Fill us with your spirit this season so that our voices declare your goodness and our lives 
proclaim your mercy in Jesus' name. Amen. Our gathering hymn uh, is number 119, and the first three verses lead us to, of course, Joy is a Song. Thank you, Hazel, and uh, thank you, Linda, for leading us. Let us pray and ask the Lord's blessing upon our service together today. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for joy. It's one of the fruit of the Spirit that we desperately need so much during this season. But we thank you, Lord, that we can enjoy it and experience it with all that is within us. We ask, Lord, that as we rejoice, we pray that this joy will be all that we need and all that we could imagine because, Lord, you are the reason for the season. Thank you, Jesus, for this day, and we ask, Lord, that you'd forgive our sins because, after all, you are our great forgiver you paid the full penalty for our sins, and we give you thanks. In that, you are our joy. Now, Lord, bless us in Jesus' name who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. 
Amen. Be it known today that when we ask for forgiveness of our sins, God, through Son Jesus Christ, forgives us because the full penalty for our sins have been paid. Blessed be his holy name. Um, we're going to sing the children's song Away in a Manger, and I think Joel is leading us uh, in this. Uh, and it's one of my favorites, probably most of you, if not all of you. <clears throat> you read it off the screen, and I'll have the one with the chords on it. I need that one. We're so glad during this uh, Advent season to have uh, Rebecca with us. And uh, so I'm going to ask her, I think she's with us. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, good. Um, anyway, it's good to see you. Thank yeah. you for doing this. We appreciate it. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. And today I have a very special story to share with you. Um, I'm just getting the PowerPoint ready. I wrote a poem today about joy, and so I want to share that with you. Can you all see it? Yep. Wonderful. When, <laughs> what do you see when you look at the stars? What feelings fill your heart? As we get ready for Christmas this year, let's go back to the start. To the very first Christmas when Jesus was born, after hundreds of years of waiting, it is fitting that when the angels arrived, they came singing and celebrating. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news, good news that's joy for all people. The angels sang to the shepherds below to strengthen their hearts that were feeble. Such joy at Christ's birth, 
Can you imagine a sky full of angels in song? It makes sense since both heaven and earth had waited for so long. Waited and waited, the Bible tells. Hundreds of years for God's plan to send his son at the perfect time to bring hope to every man. When Mary was still pregnant and in her season of waiting, she met joy at the home of Elizabeth, who was also anticipating. Elizabeth had waited all her life to know the joy of being a mother. God saw and gave her a special son, one he purposed like no other. What's more, still part of the story, the wise men from afar were overjoyed after years of study when they saw the star. It led them to a stable where they brought their gifts for a king. And there they bowed hearts overjoyed to see the king above all kings. I think you get the picture of what I'm trying to say. It's that Advent is so much more than just awaiting Christmas day. So let us now this Advent make room in all our hearts to let Jesus be our source of joy before the new year starts. And like those who have come before us, let's embrace the joy of waiting because we know God's plan is worth anticipating. Joy to the world, let heaven and nature sing. Jesus is here in the waiting and in our hearts, he is King. Thanks for letting me share that with you today. And I hope that as we await Christmas, that Jesus fills our hearts with joy. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Such a joy to have you. This is a nice feature. I think we'll do this again <laughs> next year. Thanks. <laughs> thank you very much, Rebecca. God bless you. And thank you for that wonderful home of joy. Well, this morning, um, we're, we've got a, a prayer, and it's always uh, really nice to have someone else who does such a good job at storytelling. I am not a good storyteller. I'm just telling you that right now. Now, I have a little easier time with adults, but, uh, but this morning, uh, as we anticipate the service, uh, this, this season of joy, I want us to uh, join together in this prayer uh, that... It helps us to just listen to God's word. And so let us pray it together. Thank you, Lord, for the joy we have in you. We pray that you would guide us to be a source of joy in our world. May we embrace others with that same love and be more like you. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Now this morning we could, we could uh, read the whole cotton picking passage that I suggested, but I knew that that would be a little much. So I had asked David to read it, but when he said he was going to be away today, I thought, well, I'm going to take the key passages out of those passages, and you can read it for yourself. Isaiah 7, 1 to 25 is the most prophetic passage of scripture that, that there is. And so uh, um, I'm, I'm going to use the passages that, that uh, some of you already have heard many times. But, but when uh, Isaiah's writing to the children of Israel, uh, he's 
and it's during a bad time. Folks, you got to understand it was one of the worst times in Israel's history. That Isaiah came along and he kind of weaved a story of where Israel was, but was given them a, force, a foresight or insight, if you will, to the future in terms of the Messiah. As a matter of fact, anytime there were references to the Messiah, it was, of course, um, Isaiah's passages that were used by the teachers of the law and the teachers, uh, the Pharisees and scribes, all of them contributed to the wholeness of Israeli's plan or God's plan for Israel. Well, the passage I want to point out to, and, and you don't have to go to it, Joel, don't worry about it, but I'm going to recite it because I know it by heart. When Isaiah is writing to the children of Israel regarding this Messiah, he says, for to us, a child is born to us. A son is given and the government will be upon his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And of his government, there shall be no end. And then he goes on to say, and this, this child will be called Emmanuel. God with us. Well, <clears throat> the fact is that that's what the whole message is today. And, uh, and here, um, I've entitled my message, There Will Be Joy. Uh, some wit <laughs> published uh, a very interesting thing a number of years ago. Well, not so long ago, actually, just a few years ago. On the joy of being a male. And... Um, he starts out by saying that males are, men are just happier people. The advantages, of course, of being a male are many. For instance, your last na name in most cases remains put. That is, it remains the same. Uh, and that's true today, but it's also changing in terms of a wife uh, may take her maid, keep her maiden name. Wedding plans take care of themselves. Oh. I've heard a, a semblance of that from somebody in, in authority in our government. Well, let's go on. Ch chocolate is a snack. Uh, you can never get pregnant as a man. Wrinkles and add character. Wedding dresses cost $5,000, whereas a man, he can usually get a tux, including shoes, for $300. Uh, new shoes in most cases don't cut blister or mangle your feet. Uh, phone conversations can be kept a minute or less. Well, that's not the way it is with me. If you've had a phone call from me, which most of you have, uh, it's longer than that. You get extra credit for the slightest act of kindness. Your underwear costs $15.95 for a three pack and three pairs of shoes are usually more than enough. I can't allude to any of that, I'm afraid. Uh, hairstyles usually remain the same for decades. You only have to shave your, your face and maybe your neck. You can wear shorts no matter what your legs look like. And Christmas shopping, and this is the key to it all, a Christmas shopping takes 25 minutes for 25 members of your family. 
the day before Christmas. And you can even jump on that faster if you're a male with, a, with an understanding of the internet. You can do your shopping in way less than that. The fact is that a man can play with toys from the time he comes into this world until he dies. Well, Isaiah is giving us quite a prep uh, story of, of what it is that this King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the Messiah, was going to be like. He was going to be an, an emissary of joy. Everything about his life was going to bring about joy for the children of Israel and for us as his children. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and he will give birth, and she will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, God with us. In Matthew, the prophecy is fulfilled as the angel of the Lord visits Joseph, the one who would become the caretaker of both Mary and Jesus. And, you, and, and therefore, the Lord will, will himself uh, give us a sign. A sign. A baby. That was the sign. Later to become God with us. And so, in Matthew's gospel, the prophecy is fulfilled. An angel comes to Joseph, who's not too happy that his wife is, is with child. But the angel says to him, Joseph, don't be afraid to make Mary your wife. What's conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. But you must give him the name Jesus. Emmanuel, God with us. Well, the fact is that God became not only one of us, but he became one with us. And that's the amazing story of the, of the Christmas season. There is joy when we know that God is with us. The greatest joy I ever experienced in my life when, was when Jesus became one with me. He became my Savior. He became my Lord. One with me. There's a story uh, that I read just, just a few weeks ago of a man named Cory Booker. Um, he became mayor of Newark, New Jersey, a city once numbering 450,000 people back at the turn of the century, uh, but became known as America's most troubled city. It was reduced by 2007 to a population of 260,000 people. That included all the dogs and animals. In 1967, however, because of the waning number of jobs and the closure of many plants, riots broke out. Many deaths came about as a result of it. Fires were set to businesses. And finally, the wealthy had had enough. They sold their businesses for what they could get and moved away. By 2007, all that was left of any business was one large supermarket and a single movie theater, which was quite run down. Well, along comes Cory Booker. Listen to his credentials. He came from the burbs, the suburbs, graduate of Stanford, Yale Law School, 
and graduated from Oxford, a Rhodes Scholar through most of that education. At six foot four, 250 pound vegetarian, he was an imposing individual. He eventually decided in 2006 that he was gonna move into one of the housing projects because that's all there was really in Newark, New Jersey at that time. For eight years, he lived there and later won a seat as a counselor on the city, on the city council of, of Newark, New Jersey. After he was elected mayor, the city was transformed. He attracted $100 million of private philanthropic dollars from people like Oprah Winfrey, John Bon Jovi, and Brad Pitt. The city's, uh, the Gates Foundation, I should say, expanded and, and uh, invested money in schools. 20 parks were, were uh, expanded and trees were planted. And the city today looks magnificent. Crime, it's reduced, you know, American cities, but homicides declined 46% from the time he took over as mayor until this time. So much so that um, uh, this past March, the beginning of COVID, uh, crime declined, reduced, that there were no homicides in that month. Amazing. Someone described Cory Booker as a mayor who became like one of them, one of the people of the city. And people noticed. Folks, when someone leaves the birds with an education like he had and a job that he had and left, to become, to come and live in a city like um, Newark was, that's amazing. And people take notice. He changed the face of Newark. Now people want to live there and the population is going. When someone does what Cory Booker did, he became one with them. Well, that's what Jesus did. He became one of us, God with us. What does that mean for us today though? Well, it means a lot of things. But one of the things is that Jesus invaded our chaos, the chaos of our lives. That should make us jump for joy alone. There's a story I want to share with you that kind of speaks of that in such glowing terms. A man by the name of Reverend Dr. Henry Carter was kind of the caregiver of a very large orphanage in, um, in one of the major cities in the United States. A little boy named Tommy was feeling rather down and the night of the big orphanage Christmas party, Tommy went to his room, crawled under his bed and went and cried. Well, Dr. Carter heard of this and he went right up to Tommy's room and um, wanted to know why he was crying. He said, well, I don't have parents. I can call my own. And so he lay there. And so Dr. Carter 
went to the side of the bed, crawled under to be with Tommy. And all he saw after he lifted the, 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 the comforter of the bed was two dark eyes in welling up in tears. Dr. Carter tried to console him. He talked about the carols that they would sing. He talked about the gifts that had Tommy's name on it. And of course, the stockings that had Tommy's name on it. But that didn't seem to make anything else. He stayed there for quite a while talking about what they were going to experience tonight and not much was changing. So he says to Tommy, Tommy, it's a little close here. And uh, do you think we should get out from under here and, and maybe we can talk about some of the things that are bothering you? And with that, Tommy slipped his hand into Dr. Carter's hand and Dr. Carter helped them out from under the bed and they sat on the edge of the bed and talked a little longer. And as they slid out, Dr. Carter realized he had caught a glimpse of what Christmas is. Had not God come down and become one with us? Close and personal? Was it not God's spirit that came to our hiding place and coaxed us into, coaxed us into a world of light and a life of belonging? And that is what Christmas is all about, beloved. That is what the joy of Christmas is all about. God invaded our world, crawls under our places of chaos and comforts us and draws us into his light where we now rightfully belong. That ought to cause all of us to jump for joy. You see, joy is found because Jesus is the source of joy for us. He became one with us and we need to be duplicating Christ's love towards those who need it the most. May Christ during this season be visualized in us and may joy be our portion. Let us pray. Gracious God, Joy is what this season is all about. You came down to us, became one of us. You crawled into our darkness and brought light and wholeness. A season to raise our voices in thanksgiving to you. Be with us all through this season. Everyone that hears this message, Lord, may they... Realize how many reasons there are during this season, especially, to shout for joy. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. Well, we have a, a lot of things to be joyful about, but there's a lot of people who need our prayers. And um, so we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. We certainly can with that little chorus, praise God from whom all blessings Low. Praise God, all creatures, high and low. Praise God and Jesus fully known, creator, word, and spirit one. As we go to the Lord in prayer, there's so many prayer requests. Of course, we, we were reminded of Leanne and what she has been through. We, we think of Christy uh, uh, Brady, 
Brad, you know, Brady. And we ask for her as well. She's recovering. We thank God for Michael and all that God is doing for him. Let us go to the Lord in prayer because there are a lot of people who can't sing for joy this season. Maybe in our community. Maybe you know somebody. Make sure you give them a call as often as you can before Christmas and afterwards. Because he will, Jesus Christ is a joy and a delight to us. And we ought to share that with as many people as those around us who may know him. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. If you have a prayer request, we're going to give opportunity for that. But let us go to the Lord in prayer and ask God to meet the needs of all those that need our prayers. Oh, gracious God, we have so much to be joy-filled with this morning. We thank you, Lord, that you came and you brought joy into our world. You brought light and hope. And Lord, you brought love and we're looking forward to that last candle before we light the Christ candle. And Lord, we ask today that your Holy Spirit will be with us. We think of those that need our prayers. There are so many of them. We want to remember, of course, those that we've been uh, thinking about. We, we think of Leanne this morning. We pray that you will be a source of strength and healing to her. The second surgery was just completed this past um, Friday. And we ask, Lord, that you'd complete your work. If it be your will, Lord, may she also be able to spend time with her family this Christmas. We think of all the others, Lord, who need our prayers. We want to pray for those that have lost loved ones this past year and ask, Lord, that you'd encourage them and replace their mourning with joy. Lord, we also want to remember those that are in hospital or, or who need our prayers. We think of Harvey and Joe and Sylvia. We think of Fred and uh, Michael, Leanne, Rob, and Earl, and Stan, and thank you so much for their progress, both the Sergeant brothers. Lord, we think of those in our retirement homes, Judy, Judith and Isabel and Fran and Norma, Audrey and Eleanor, Donna and Lori. We think of many others, Lord, that we know personally, and Lord, as we bring our prayer requests to you, may we remember those that need our care and prayer and bring them to you. Lord, in your mercy, hear and answer our prayers. And now, Lord, as we give thanks, we pause for the joy that you have given us and ask Lord today that as you answer each one of our prayers that we presented to you, that joy will fill our hearts and that we will share it with those that we come into contact. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Well, of course, we've heard good news this week that um, 
some uh, vaccines are coming to Ottawa and Toronto. Of course, they're not yet coming to us, but they are coming apparently. Um, and we give thanks to God for that too. Um, and now as we uh, close our service, uh, I want to ask Linda to, to lead us in the closing carol number 153, Joy to the World, the Lord is Come. Well, before I pronounce the benediction, Tracy and Joel and um, Kristen and others are all working very hard to put the uh, Christmas Eve um, service together. So uh, if you can cooperate with them in any way, I know that almost everything's done. I promised um, um, Tracy that I would send her my message uh, tomorrow. So I'm working diligently on that. Probably will spend some of my afternoon today to make that happen. Uh, we thank all of you for uh, contributing to this service. It's going to be quite an interesting service. It's a different time, but it's also a wonderful opportunity for all of us to uh, participate in this, um, in this uh, service. So uh, Christmas Eve, 6.30, the service will be on. And we'll all look forward uh, to that with much anticipation. So, um, Rebecca, you're also on deck next Sunday, if you can be. Uh, so uh, I noticed her shaking your head up and down. So that's good news. Yeah, I'm happy. Uh, 
Thank you very much. Appreciate all you've done for us. It's made it a most momentous uh, occasion and season. Thank you. Well, I'm going to pronounce the benediction, but um, I pray that, and then uh, Joel's going to give you opportunity to say farewell to each other. And uh, you have to turn off your on your own mute if you want to participate this, uh, at the end of the service. Don't forget that. And now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God and fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit during this wonderful season bless you and sustain you and give you the joy that all need and desire at this season of the year. God bless. Okay. You're on to say farewell. Thank you, Philip. Uh, sorry about the lyrics. On the Thank you for tuning into this week's service. Again, we would love to have you join us at one of our two Sunday morning services. First at 930 in either Elfin or Snow Road. We alternate week, over, week after week throughout the summer. And then in the winter, we're only in Elfin. And then again at 11 a.m. in McDonald's Corners. Feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or call us at the number in the bulletin. We hope to see, hear from you soon and we hope that this message has reached you wherever you are. Mm -hmm.